I'm Chris Turner, and this is the Empowered Parent Podcast. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. Joining me once again are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hey, Chris. Christopher Turner, what is up? What is up is helping our kiddos with the holidays. That's what's yeah. up. Indeed. Th- yeah. Thought we would kind of continue things from our prior episode where we didn't quite get into some nuts and bolts stuff. And I thought perhaps we could follow up with a little more advice for our parents on things they could do with their kiddos to prepare ahead of time, things that they could focus on days of. If they're going to be with extended family who happen to not be affected by COVID or any other ailments right now, that, that sort of thing. You know, um, you've issued the first Christmas gift to our team because um, Dallas Stacy is listening to this right now and he's going, you know, I'm glad Turner stopped the first one and then started a second one to continue instead of me having to listen to an hour and 10 minute episode, trying to find a good spot in the middle where it made sense to transition. They record intros and outros. <laughs> So well, you know. well done, Chris. Merry okay. Christmas, Dallas. <laughs> there you go. I, I like. That's I'm right. accepting a Grammy on behalf of somebody. I, I accept. <laughs> I accept this gift on behalf of the great Dallas Stacy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Who, by the way, it's not just the same with like the three of us doing this remotely. Like even when we're doing it, it, it like in the room without him, it's just not the same, man. Yeah. We we should yes. you know we'll talk about the, you know being being a patron and our Patreon and all that stuff at the end as we always do, but I'm going to start a GoFundMe just to raise airfare for Dallas to fly to to DFW once a once a month to record four episodes just with to us. record with us. Oh my yeah. goodness! Just, just just so he can sit in the corner and roll his eyes at us because we're taking too long uh, oh talking gosh. about something other than what we should be talking about, like right now. <laughs> Yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. I, mean, I remember. Do you remember, guys? Remember the one night he like fell. I think he actually fell asleep waiting for us. <laughs> he oh, had a rough day. I miss, yes. I miss him so much. Oh my Likewise. goodness! Dallas is laughing as he listens to us. It and is a, and, uh, and we, we're doubly missing them too. And I get, we can we can say this now because they've shared it. They've made it Facebook official. So yes, if I it's on Facebook, today. we can we can share it elsewhere. Dallas and his lovely wife are expecting their first child. And yes. we could Very not be exciting. more thrilled for them yes. than we are because those two, I think, are make fun. Of, you know, there are certain people that you look at, you see the way they're with each other, you see the way they interact with other people, and you just think to yourselves, they're going to make fantastic parents. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about Dallas and Dennett. Well, my, my, my favorite one is when they, was when they put the picture out on Facebook. I think the picture is taken on, on a golf course. For those of you who don't know, the only thing that Dallas is better at than audio engineering is golf. Um, and so uh, he is spectacular with a golf club. Um, and so they're standing and Denon's got her hands on, on her, her little pregnant belly and he's like grabbing his little Dallas he's belly. He's trying to and, make a pregnant belly. Yeah. And, 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 and the caption is like, one of us is expecting a baby or something. <laughs> or one of us is pregnant. Uh, now he is eye rolling. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Now yes. he is. But just, just so we're clear, Chris brought it up, Dallas. Yes. <laughs> now you know who to eye roll at. There you I yes. had no part in it. I had no part in this. Yeah, she didn't even say congratulations. Uh, That's a pity. Oh, <laughs> I did on Facebook. It's totally official. I did it on Facebook. So, and yeah. Instagram. Oh, wow. Pretty sure I, 
I, I congratulated there, huh? on both. Speaking yeah, of Instagram. I think I did one on Instagram and one on Facebook. Speaking so, of Instagram, but, if you oh, would like yeah. some insights into our family, Kaylee is in charge <laughs> of the One Big Happy Home Instagram account and posts lots of pictures of the kids cooking, of us doing things. If you've ever wondered what my wife's feet They're, were like with a fire in the background, there's one of those a week, it seems like, on the Instagram. It, there was a very questionable cooking one today, too, because I was kind of looking at what we were subbing when we realized oh, we did not did have like certain items. You... And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't want to try those because usually if I, you know, if we were recording this together and I was coming over to your house, you would have, you would have treats around. Mm -hmm. I would have, you know, been happy to try because I believe the last time I did come over to your house, your daughter had made something. Mm -hmm. that I got to try. That did not sound like something I'd be interested in trying. Oh, you know, it's funny. So I made these banana muffins. And I mean, we're talking about the holidays. Like these are my grandmother's banana nut. Um, it's banana nut bread is what she always made. But I always make muffins because the bread takes too long and my kids can't wait that long, like for the bread to bake. And so I always make muffins. Um, and so last night before, you know, we went to bed, one of my kids was having a really hard time. And I said, she's like, can you in the morning, can you make us something special? Cause she had a midterm today and she was really nervous about it. And she said, can you make us something special for breakfast? And I said, sure. How about I make some of Nano's banana nut bread? And she was like, yes. And so then I went downstairs. Well, somebody had eaten one of the bananas that I thought was sitting on the counter ripe. And the other one was like, really too ripe. Like, so I needed three bananas and I was down to like one and I could get like half of one out of the other one. And I was like, that's not enough bananas. And so I'm like, Hmm, I have some pumpkin. I'll Ugh. just throw in some pumpkin. And so I threw it cause I thought, well, that'll give it the same kind of texture, not quite as much sweet, but the same texture. And then I'm like mixing everything together. I go to grab my eggs and realize that the dozen eggs I thought were in the fridge were not in the fridge. And in fact, we had eaten them all. And so and what I'm did like, you use eggs? instead of eggs, Kayla? Okay, this is the craziest substitution. Carbonated water. I just went on Pinterest and I was like, egg substitute. My, my go-to so egg Kayla substitute. One big happy home on Pinterest. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can totally find nice it plug on, us on Pinterest. I, I did. I saved it. Um, because it said, you know, my go-to is if I don't have eggs is to put chia seed in water. And that's kind of my go-to. It's like the binding agent, which you can't taste it, but. Chris Turner has the best face right he now. Has a, yeah. He has a really grossed out face right that, now. That, that's my, I'm trying to be supportive of your decision face, but I'm not touching yeah. the 10 foot pole. Well, so what was so funny was I didn't even have chia seed. I was like, what <laughs> on earth? I don't have anything that I need for my recipe, but I'm not going to the store because it's cold outside. I don't want to go to the store. Become a and my patron, teenager who has a driver's. <laughs> My teenager who has a driver's Excellent, license sir. was Excellent. at school, so he couldn't go buy me any eggs. And I was like, okay, what and can I've I use? And I've got the boot on. I'm like kind of banned from driving. Yeah. So long story short, I find <laughs> that you can substitute a quarter cup of carbonated water. And I have a soda stream machine, so I just carbonated my own water. Quarter cup for a large egg. I kid you not, my kids gobbled them up. I actually never tried one because I we do intermittent fasting. So I wasn't eating breakfast when they were hot and I kind of forgot about them. The kids were gobbled them up. And then my teenagers got home, found out I made muffins while they were at school. And my 
my 18 year old declared they were better than any other. He was like, what'd you do? These are better than any muffins like before. And he so doesn't like the pumpkin. muffins you usually make. Yeah. He was like, these are what they're so moist and they're really good. What'd you do different? And he doesn't like when I make pumpkin muffins, he passes on pumpkin muffins. He only wants banana muffins. Yeah. So um, it's not like I would rather have banana over pumpkin uh, any day. I'm any just form. out on pumpkin altogether. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't my, be able to tell in these. My mm. mom makes these pumpkin fritters that my, my wife has um, has has acquired the recipe for. Uh, so she makes them for us too. And so that's a little bit of my, my childhood that we get served on a plate here at home. But um, it's it's not it's not the club soda instead of egg because that just sounds like voodoo to me. Like like I can't even figure out like the mad science and how that works. Probably has some sort yeah. of CO two or whatever. But it is the combination of banana and pumpkin that I can't wrap my head around. Of course, now somebody from Starbucks is listening and you know, like a banana, pumpkin, banana, pumpkin lattes. Banana, pumpkin, latte. There you go. Right, now I don't help know. us, well, Chris totally, You're our only hope. We're totally well, off topic other than it was my grandmother's recipe. And we're talking about, you know, holidays and extended family and stuff. But I guess when I think about like practical stuff, mm. Um, and what we can do, one of the things that's really practical, especially if you are going to be seeing extended family, is to help set expectations with that extended mm. family before you go. Mm. Because so often our family doesn't really know what we um, are going through on a day to day. Like if you don't see your extended family on a daily basis. You know, Ryan and I, our parents are pretty close by. We see them on a weekly basis, typically. Well, um, hold on. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to. Well, not as much in COVID. I, and I'm saying that's why, like 2020 is even different because for, it is, for, yeah. for our folks, for my folks and your folks, the kids are used to seeing their grandparents at least once a week, more to the point, probably about three times a month. Um, yeah. Now, um, you know, Kayla, we had dinner with Kayla's parents about three, four weeks ago. And it was like the first time in like three or four months we'd seen them. Um, yeah, we had Thanksgiving lunch. We went over to my parents' house for Thanksgiving lunch where everybody sat, had masks on in the house, and they had set up little car tables on the deck in the backyard. So there's little pods of four all over the deck to eat. Um, but but outside of that, we probably hadn't seen my folks. I mean, they, yeah. they typically come in. My, my mom's a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, so they typically come and watch Cowboy games with us on Sundays. I don't I don't think they've seen a single game with us. I mean, not like they've been worth watching this year. I get it, but <laughs> and my mom's like, um, "Yeah, COVID." COVID. She doesn't yeah, want to admit, mm-hmm. admit that her team's bad. It's just COVID. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Well, and that's true. I think in a normal year, that doesn't really apply to us as much. But for especially for people who don't see family except during the holidays, you know, you're not—they're not part of your day-to-day life. Or maybe, you know, maybe they're part of their day-to-day, you know, the day-to-day life of maybe your siblings' kids because they may might live close to them. And then you bring your kids and things are just different. You know, I remember talking to a mom and she's like, you know, my, my brother lives close to my parents. And so his kids are like, they're very comfortable with the grandparents. They want to spend the night with them. They want to do all these things. My kids, we live far away. And so my kids are a little more hesitant. And then you add trauma on top of that. And they're even more hesitant. You know, they don't, they don't feel comfortable. They don't feel safe with 
um, these family members. And so behaviors are just different. And then grandparents are kind of like standoffish and they're like, well, why don't you want to come hug me? Why don't you want to? So I know this year is a little bit different um, because of COVID. There's probably going to be a lot of a lot less hugging. And, you know, so if we're with people, some of that is mitigated, but still setting that proper expectations. Um, if your kids love hugs and this year grandparents have said, Hey, we, we'd like to wear masks. Like, you know, when we, for Thanksgiving, that's what we did. And our kids were kind of like, Oh, and we were like, they've asked us to wear masks. And so we're going to respect that. And we're going to wear masks. Um, which means that it's going to look a little different because our kids are very huggy, lovey, right up in your face kind of kids. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're huggy. They're, um, I mean, we have kissy families too, which is like a whole retreat from kissy. a whole, whole bunch of things for the kiddos, you know? <laughs> yeah. K- Kayla, while you, were, while you were talking, I was thinking in years past, you had to explain to like grandma and grandpa, hey, kids, especially if the kids, kids were new in the family, um, you know, you'd have to explain to grandma and grandpa, hey, listen, they might not like want the hugs and the kisses as much as, as you think they w- will or you think they should even, or some of the other kids might like. So just be mindful and just be respectful of that. Well, the complete opposite's now true in our families where we have to tell the children, hey, listen, um, your grandparents are, are, are all in an age group that's of higher risk uh, for complications from this, from this virus. And they are trying to maintain their distance. They're, they've asked us to wear masks in the house. So you really got, are going to have to be okay. And I'm sorry. I know that you're, you're eight and you love hugs and kisses. Mm-hmm. But, but you're going to have to be okay with not getting to hug and kiss grandma and grandpa when they're at their house. Or if they come over to ours, you know, if you need hugs and kisses, come to mommy and daddy. You know, yeah. I mean, in 20, it's not really it, setting those expectations script, all really. around. Yeah. 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 And the thing I was thinking about, you know, in terms of setting expectations with the extended family is for some of our parents out there, you know, they're foster parents. They may have new yeah. kids in their houses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've we've talked before and continue to that, you know, protecting your kid's story is very important. And mm-hmm. when you're a foster parent, there are things you legally can't tell anybody else yeah. about. And so yeah. that makes that obligation yeah. of protecting that child's story and setting, trying to set expectations with your extended family that much harder. So, yeah, yeah that's, well, because that's where I think everybody what you wants saying, to Kayla, know their story, yeah. you know, yeah. they want to know, especially oh, your, well, especially your family, right? Cause if they're going to be in your house for a while, they want to be able to love on them mm-hmm. as effectively as possible, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And part of that, sometimes involves knowing their story, but you might not be able to tell them. And so that's just another expectation we've got to put out there ahead of time that, you know, they may not want to talk to you about this or that, you know, kind of thing. And I'm not going to talk to you about this or that, or I'm going to keep that um, to myself because it's their story to tell, you know, and that, that is hard for sure. I'm I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we decided to talk about this because while you guys are talking like a bunch of, I'm like role-playing scenarios in my head, right? Like, um, like, you know, we, like you said, you know, my folks live maybe 15 minutes from us, yours, maybe 25 or 30. I'm like at the most, you know, if you get all the lights red, there's a grandparent within 30 minutes of our house here. Um, yeah. And, um, and we, and we and we typically see the grandparents. You know, we're we're, we're big believers um, that, that the kids um, 
should have good relationships with their grandparents. Kayla grew up uh, in, in an environment where she did have good relationships with her grandparents. I, I didn't so much, um, partly because uh, my mom's side of the family lived a ways out of town and my dad's side of the family, um, I didn't get to meet them. And so, uh, and so that's why that's kind of important for us because of Kayla wants it to be her childhood experience and I kind of want it to be the opposite of mine. Um, you know, and so that's important to us. But then, we, you know, Thanksgiving with my folks, um, it, it was almost like they live in Seattle and we'd flown up to spend Thanksgiving with them, right? It was, it was almost that, that, not that it's bizarre going to Seattle. We have some friends in Seattle. Hi, Seattle. Um, <laughs> but, but, but traveling but like to go and see But like when people you're family. not around. Yeah. 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 People you're not around a lot. It It is. And it's a little bit overwhelming, you know, I mean, I find that our parents are a little overwhelmed by, I mean, you know, we have six kids, so our parents are, what? they've gotten used to, <laughs> did you forget? Well, I'm I guess technically older, we have count. five kids and an adult child. And a man child. So, a man child. Um, but, you know, as our parents have gotten, you know, we, we added those kids on a, you know, not all at once, but when they haven't been around them, then they kind of forget how overwhelming of a force yeah. all those kids can be. And I remember seeing my parents the last time we saw them, they kind of, my mom looked at my dad and she goes, I told you it was going to be loud. You know, like they just, they had forgotten how much noise was in one mm -hmm. place. And especially because yeah. the kids were all really excited to see yeah, them. Yeah, it was amped up. And, you know, they were amped up. They hadn't seen them in person in a while. They had nine million stories they wanted to tell them and all the things they wanted to show them, you know. And so I think that can happen, too, if you've had good relationships, but then this year has been, you know, kind of distancing. You can even have some of those awkward moments and those you know, just helping make sure everybody's on the same page. Everybody's got expectations set appropriately for how things are going to go. If things are going to be different, you know, if there's not going to be the same people there that are usually there, or mm -hmm. if there's, you know, if we're going to, you know, we normally do a buffet of food and this year we've decided that we're going to dish up all the plates of food and serve it or whatever, you know, any, anything that might be different, for our kids setting expectations, but then also ahead of time, those expectations with the extended family about kids. If, if we've got a kid that's struggling, cause you know, we all know that our kids go through seasons, right? So they may have a season where everything's pretty calm and, and good. And then puberty hits and all of a sudden we're having these huge episodes um, of struggles, or maybe we've, you know, everything was good in the toddler years. And then we hit elementary, you know, you've got kids that are struggling because we have these waves. Yeah. And so we've got to set up expectations. If we've got kids that are struggling, you know, let your family know like, Hey, we've been really struggling with this. We might have to take extra breaks. We might have to go for walks. We might have to whatever, whatever is your calming strategy, because you have to remember that you have to, help your kids. And it's not about impressing your family. And it's not about making sure that everybody thinks you're a great parent, but instead it's about helping your kid be able to regulate, helping your kid have the tools that they need. And so setting expectations of the adults in the situation 
of what you might have to do. Hey, I may have to step outside with this kiddo and I may need you to take over feeding the baby because I've got to handle this three-year-old that's really struggling um, or whatever it is, but keeping those and I think expectations part of that, where they setting, Part of saying that expectations thing too th- comes in with the routine of the house, right? Whether you're mm-hmm. going to into somebody else's house or they're coming to yours, uh, yeah. just the holiday itself, even if no one's coming into your house, like, like our house, you know, no one's coming yeah. to see us this year, but our routine, our daily routine is still going to be different just because yep. of the nature of the holiday itself. Yeah. And for some I of our kids, that can really throw them stuff. off, you know, with Absolutely. there being a break in the routine. And so you add extended family on top of that. Like you said, Kayla, I think knowing that those routines are going to get interrupted just by the very nature of the day itself, helping yep. get those expectations set ahead of time, both with our kids and within the extended family that we're going to be interacting with. If and whatever we can do to, I guess, minimize the breakdown of those routines, which is for a lot of our kids, that is a regulation. That is a calming mechanism. Yeah. Just having that routine in place. Right. Well, just to try to keep as much of it going as we possibly can. If I yeah, can say just, sure. just two things, one of them being um, that the flip side of every, of the, the coin on one side of the coin, this crisis on the other side is opportunity. Um, and if you have, um, and again, um, if you need to blame me for this, I'm fine. But if you have really wanted to, to put some, some, some healthier boundaries in place, you know, now when everybody is taking a bit of a pause and everybody is, is more comfortable with, with, with kind of, you know, being a little bit distant now is a time to think through, okay, we can actually do these things now and we can actually say, well, look, we need to have these healthy boundaries in place. So, mm-hmm. so, so don't stress out um, about, about all of this because um, this too shall pass. The other thing I want to say is uh, Kayla mentioned her parents coming over earlier, and this is just for everybody to enjoy because she said uh, her mom told her dad um, this, and I didn't hear this. She said, I, I, I told you it was going to be loud. Well, a couple of days after that, we were watching TV and I said, I think the kids really wore your parents out. And Kayla laughed. She said, yeah, they did. Why did you say that? I said, well, because number one, her mom had texted and said, hey, I haven't seen you guys in a while. You want to do dinner? And we hadn't heard from her for days after that. Uh, and then the other <laughs> thing is that my in-laws, um, um, particularly Kayla's mom, loves long goodbyes. Like, you know, between, hey, it's time to go, getting your things, getting to the door, getting, I mean, and every step, every, every, every step of the way at the front door, there's conversation. Then we walk out of the car and there's conversation, you know, I mean, everybody knows people like that, right? Um, it was like, we got to go. And they're like, laters. And they left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could tell. They were wow, like, oh my goodness gracious. It was overwhelming. Group. We always say we invade when we go places, but also, I mean, when people come to our house, it is kind of like we repel borders is what we do. (laughs) (laughs) They have stepped into, and it's not like there's crazy. I mean, it's just, everybody wants to talk at the same time. It's just a lot of people. Um, But it is, it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you turn Iron Maiden up to 10, people go, yeah, that's loud. But if you turn Mozart up to 10, it's still loud. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't matter that it's Mozart. And so, um, 
you know, I think that might be the first time that Iron Maiden and Mozart have been contrasted and compared to. And I was going to no. say in the same sentence in, ever. On this podcast, yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah. All of history, music history. history. Yeah, that's no, true. I don't think so. I'm not a huge Iron Maiden fan, but I'm an enormous respecter of their musical abilities. Chris, <laughs> and I, so. Chris and I saw them in concert a few years ago. About three years ago? Yeah, it was three years ago. And yeah. I, it's yeah. unbelievable to see the speed of those gentlemen's fingers, plus then coupled with the accuracy. But again, this isn't the Iron Maiden podcast. It is definitely not the Iron Maiden it's podcast. It's the Howard Barrett podcast. <laughs> hey, new intro. Oh, my goodness. Well, hey, uh, well, I think I think the takeaway from here, if somebody's like, please let them say something that's useful, um, <laughs> is is that um, you know, and and we have an extended, we have like a, a guide with some some tips and um, strategies that can help you. Um, you know, it was written for a pre-COVID world, so so you might yeah. have to adapt some of that. Um, we'll we'll link to it in the show notes, but I think that that's something that's really really important. Is, is what Kayla brought up and we talked about for a little bit, and that's the setting of the expectations. This year, probably, because that's super important in any case, but with just everything being so haywire and, and up is down and in is out. And you know, like I said, you know, instead of telling the grandparents you might have to dial down the hugs and kisses, you have to tell the kids they might have to dial down the hugs and kisses. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like bizarro universe Christmas this year. Um, so, so please um, just think through how you want it to go how you need it to go, what's going to happen. And again, if, if we're going to, you know, trade gifts and then open them on, on Zoom, looking at each other, which we tried that with Kayla's family, having like a Zoom hangout early on, it was very awkward. So, so, so bless you Nobody guys. Nobody has suggested it since then. <laughs> it was bad. It was, it was like the word, and, and like we had like, you know, hooked my, my laptop up with like the Apple TV on, on, on the big screen. And I'm like, this is the worst TV show I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so there's going to be a lot, a lot of that pretty. going on. And I mean, it's awkward. And I think we just have to probably more so than, than we usually are in December, be filled with grace for everybody around us because because mm. yeah. everybody's going to have a hard Christmas this year. Not just people yeah. who have bad who have bad memories about Christmas or about their childhood. It's mm. going to be hard for everybody. Yeah, yeah it is. It's going to be weird. Anytime, anytime things are different than what we're used to, it's weird, right? I mean, it's hard and it takes adjustment. And this year just kind of, we didn't get in it. We didn't get time to adjust. We just were thrown into mm-hmm. kind of the crazy. And so now we get to Christmas and it's the first Christmas of kind of the crazy. And so, you know, we may have kids that are struggling. We may have parents that are struggling yeah. and you throw them all together in the mix and we're all struggling together I think, yeah, you said it well, Ryan, that you have to have a lot of grace for everybody and you have to just go in knowing that your kids are probably going to struggle. Um, and, and there might be, you know, for some, you've had financial struggles this year yeah. and, you know, the Christmas gifts may actually look different and what that all looks like, what you're able to do looks different. Um, and so there's going to be, I mean, it's just a lot that goes into Christmas and in this strange year that we're living in, it's, um, it's definitely setting those expectations for everybody, making sure that everybody's just prepared for what it's going to look like and how it might be different. You know, we usually go to a Christmas Eve service, yeah. um, but our church doesn't have in-person services right now. 
Um, and so we're still watching online. So we don't, we haven't even looked at what that's going to look like this year. You know, I can't even remember a Christmas Eve we didn't go. Well, there was one Christmas Eve where it snowed and because That's not we true. live in Texas. We, we, we did we drove. go that year? We did. Your grandparents <gasps> oh, tried to talk us out of it. We, we drove. We yeah. chickened out. Oh, see, we've always gone. Chicken out. In all the years, we've almost, we've been married. It'll be 19 years in January that we've been married. And we've gone to Christmas Eve service every year. Yeah, and so this year will be different. Yeah. yeah, even before we were married. So, yeah. On the, on the flip side. I think that's... The good news for that, though, Chris, is that we don't have to wear coordinating outfits and I don't have to wear a tie. Um, the bad news for Kaylee is she's disappointed that we don't have to wear coordinating outfits and a tie. I am disappointed. After, she's My like, wear a green shirt. I'm like, I don't have, well, I like green shirts. Yeah, I know. Anyhow. Don't don't make your husband wear a green shirt. <laughs> Thank color. you, Chris. Oh my gosh, it's so great having having somebody defend me. It's usually like the sisterhood of women who just jump in on Kayla's side. We were in a meeting the other day and I said something. Give him a like, candy cane striped shirt. It was really like it was really like nothing. Like absolutely nothing. And uh and and one one of the folks uh on our team kind of jumped to Kayla's defense and I'm like, We don't need the sisterhood of women standing up for each other right now. <laughs> like, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> Again, please also send all of all of if if all of your hate mail as Chris called it in a previous episode to Ryan at onebighappyhome.com. There you go. But no, if you'd like to, they need to send. They need to just put it on Facebook so everybody uh, can see. Yes. That they okay. Support, yeah, yeah. Yep. They support me. I remember when we did that. Give, I, know, I know you're trying to wrap it up, Chris, but I just want to say one more thing. Uh, remember we did that give an, exa- give an example episode a few a few years ago, and then we actually put it out, and then we had like a poll on Facebook to see who won. I totally won. I know you won, and and but I think we should do that again because that was kind of a fun exercise. And the and the fanny packs. We talked about fanny packs once, and everybody came out in support I, of me. And I my continue fanny to two people. I, two people. I to continue to maintain that I don't care what any kind of poll says about <clears throat> fanny packs. They're wrong. And you should not wear yes. them. Yes. <sighs> Absolutely. Here we go again. We're going to mu- need some support for the fanny packs. There, there are much I don't better ever wear them. I don't know why I'm so supportive of, of them. <laughs> this also is mind-boggling. Well, because, am, because you and I fan. because you and I have pushed back on them, and now she feels like she has to defend fanny packs. She has to defend them. Which, yeah. which is a really bizarre. Rather than just accepting oh. the fact that they're awful and horrible, and they look atrocious and there are much better ways to atrocious. carry your items around i think for the next but they part, are handy for the next episode we should tell it right chris referees ryan and kayla discussing <laughs> stuff at the house <laughs> oh that could be interesting our most oh downloaded episode oh ever that's what that would be that would that be our most downloaded episode ever. And also, like, Kayla, why have we not had any, any like, speaker invites in two years? And, like, <laughs> and put back that episode. I guess it started with that one episode. Yeah. Oh, my gracious right. me. Well, we do, do need to do another give, a, give me an example episode because I think our, our listeners like those. Those are fun. Yep. Well, if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about, you can always email that to us at info at onebighappyhome.com. If you can squeeze it down into 280 characters, we are on the tweet, as one of the Dorf children calls it. You can send it to us on Twitter at One Big Happy Home. We also have a Facebook group just for our podcast listeners, but it's no longer uh, free for all, come as you are. You do need to be a Patreon subscriber now. And Kayla, can you tell our listeners more about that? Yeah. So if you go to patreon.com slash empowered parent, 
for as little as $5 a month, you can help support us so that we can keep making episodes. Um, we love doing this. We really do. But there is a cost In case you couldn't tell it, already. You know, <laughs> we do. This is this is a fun thing that we do. And we love helping our listeners. But it, it really helps us um, to have you guys supporting us. So those of you that are already in it because you got grandfathered in, we'd love for you to join our Patreons. Um, those of you that are new listeners, we'd love for you to um, jump into that group and just join us as a Patreon subscriber and get, there's all sorts of perks. So you can get, um, the live Q and A's are my favorite just because we get to talk with our listeners and hear specific questions that your things you're going through, things that are a struggle at your house. Um, and we can actually just talk through those. So those are, those are a lot of fun. So yeah. And coaching, we got, we do coaching calls too. Those are fun too. One other way you can uh, support the podcast is by subscribing to it. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. Just search for the Empowered Parent Podcast. And if you enjoyed and gotten value from the show, we would appreciate a review in any of those locations. The Empowered Parent Podcast is committed to helping parents of foster and adopted kids through connecting, correcting, and empowering principles. Thanks for listening.